Sometimes I long for the days when I was a little kid living on army posts. And as far as I knew, the dream of America that we spoke about and sung about, this is falling off my ear, that we spoke about and sung about, was absolutely real and, and manifest on the earth in our country. I believed that. I wanted to believe that. And um, when I was, and I grew up in a very integrated community. The military is very integrated. So I wasn't really aware, very aware. Um, and I remember um, when I was seven, I was a brownie scout. And I was selling brownie calendars for 50 cents a piece. And I used my allowance to buy one from myself. It's my own first calendar. And I read every single word on it. And there was a place in it that said, Martin Luther King J.R. Birthday. And I thought, well, what is that? I've heard of Martin Luther, I think. Is he a king? And what does the J.R. mean? So I did what any really nerdy seven-year-old would do. I went to the library and I asked the librarian and she gave me some books, some biographies of Martin Luther King. And I read them voraciously and with tears in my eyes. And that was the day that I understood that America was not yet the America that we sing about in songs, which is why I chose that song this morning, because it's about let it happen, let it be. As Langston Hughes, who's often been called the poet laureate of the African American, when Langston Hughes says America never was America to me, it never was. It never was. And there are other people in this country for whom America never has been America. And yet the dream is beautiful and it's perfect and it's wonderful and it's worthy. It's worthy and it's ideal. And it's ideas of everyone participating in government and only being governed by a government of the people, by the people, for the people. Those are amazing, amazing ideas. And they're worthy. And we have yet to manifest them on earth in any kind of perfect way. But dang, we're the first ones who tried. And I can be proud of that. And we're still trying. I'm still trying. So I want to talk about freedom today, about practicing freedom. And Khalil Gibran said, life without freedom is like a body without a spirit. Think about that for a minute. A body without a spirit, an automaton, something that doesn't have the fire and energy of love and life in it. The definition of freedom by Webster is absence of necessity, coercion, or constraint in choice or action, or liberation from slavery or restraint or from the power of another. Independence, having the ability to act or change without constraint. Something is free if it can easily change, if it can change by its own choice and is not constrained in its present state. That means potential, y'all. That means possibility. So true freedom is possible. 
possibility. It's where all possibilities exist because there is no constraint. It's uh, untethered. And we're not free to do just what we want because, as Thomas Jefferson said, rightful liberty is unobstructed action according to our will within limits drawn around us by the equal rights of others. In other words, my right to do what I want ends where you begin. I can do what I want in my little hula hoop, but I can't do what I want in your little hula hoop. Now, Thomas Jefferson is someone that I idolized as a young child, and, and now I have read a lot more about the truth of Thomas Jefferson, and it makes me sad. But I'm also going to, that still is a beautiful, beautiful statement. And um, Gandhi said that if we're free, but we're not free to make mistakes, what's the point? What's the point? So, yeah, I don't, I don't, we can talk about Thomas Jefferson at some other time. Susan B. Anthony, champion of freedom for women, the vote, right, said it was we the people, not we the white male citizens, <laughs> nor yet we the male citizens, but we the whole people who formed the union. And we formed it not to give the blessings of liberty, but to secure them, to secure the blessings of liberty to ourselves and our posterity. And we, not for half of us or some of us, and not others. Susan B. Anthony, again, was mostly talking about white women, although she did work for suffrage with many strong, energetic black women, and yet said, okay, we'll deal with the black thing later. Let's just deal with the woman thing right now. And this is human, y'all. I'm not trying to criticize our country. I'm still glad. I'm still glad that this is where I was born, that this is where I have my citizenship. I'm simply drawing the difference between human freedom, which is way, way not, not the truth, especially since my personal belief is none of us is free until all of us are free. None of us is free until all of us are free. So we celebrate this holiday of freedom from the imperial rule of another country. And even as we declared ourselves free from that imperial rule, we were ruling imperially upon the natives of this land and millions of people that we captured from their native land and forced to come here to work for us for free. That is a truth. You know, spiritual maturity means you can live with paradox, right? It means you can live with, yes, it's a good idea, and yes, I can love my country, and boy, is it not perfect. And never was. Never was. And yet can be, as Langston Hughes says. And yet can be. And that's why we're here, because we believe in love. We believe in hope. We believe in possibility. We believe, in short, in transformation. And we are free. Spiritually, the moment that we allow ourselves to be. We have this human paradigm, a couple of human paradigms that hold us back from our spiritual freedom. And until we're spiritually free, 
you'll probably manifest that in the larger world. So, the first is the human paradigm of separation. In The Course in Miracles, it says, for while you think that part of you is separate, the concept of oneness joined as one is meaningless. What is the same cannot be different. What is one cannot have separate parts. So as long as you think of yourself as a separate part, trying to come together as one, it doesn't really have any meaning because simply the thought that we are a part of something says that it's not one. And it's really hard for the human mind to get around and that's okay. It's what we strive for. It's what we strive to understand. And in that human paradigm of separation lives this other human paradigm of fear. Because we don't know that we're one, our fear brings us into an idea of lack, that there's not enough, whatever, not enough love, not enough money, not enough land, not enough air, not enough whatever to go around. And that means if you have something, then I must have less of it. And so I never get my somethings so someone else doesn't take my somethings. And that is where greed comes from. Greed is simply fear, y'all. It's simply fear. Fear of that basic idea that we're separate. You don't have to be afraid if you know that you're one with everyone. So I'm talking about these human paradigms, and there are truths in the human paradigms. One is which the jailer is the jailed. You put somebody in jail, then you gotta watch him. <laughs> right? If the jailer leaves, you put somebody in jail, you gotta watch him. So everything that we put in jail in mind, we have to keep a watch on. We have to separate some part of ourselves to watch over and maintain it. The jailer is the jailed. The only real prison is fear, and the only real freedom is freedom from fear. And that is said by, um, I'm not going to probably say it right, Aung San Suu Kyi, who is uh, a wonderful writer and politician and a prisoner in Burma for speaking thoughts such as these. The biggest chain today, the biggest chain today is that lack and need that we create ourselves. We are jealous of the good that others have because we think there's not enough, enough opportunity, enough money, enough recognition. If she's getting attention, that's less attention for me. If they think he's smart, I might have to prove myself smarter or they'll think I'm less than. The jailer is the jailed because we're the ones who are afraid that we're less than. We're the ones who are afraid we're not smart enough. We're the ones who crave attention from others because we can't give that kind of approbation and approval and love to ourselves. Therefore, spiritual freedom is about understanding to the best of our human ability that we are one, even in these separate bodies. And it is about, to the best of our human ability, 
So the prisons of our own making are about what we believe. What we really believe versus what we say we believe. <laughs> There's a jailer in jail. What we believe from other people rather than taking it into our truest heart of hearts and seeing for ourselves what the truth is. No one can tell you your truth. Only you can find your truth. And it's there waiting for you. It's there waiting for you. Course in Miracles also said, would you be hostage to ego or host to God? Do you want to listen to all the fear stuff that's your ego talking? Or would you rather let God, which in my mind, I substitute the word love. God is love. There is no God outside of love. There is no love outside of God. They are one and the same. Do I want to play host to love and let it drive out all fear? Nothing is more difficult and therefore more precious than to be able to decide. We close our services with this song, Love is My Decision, to help you know, boost us up so that we go out there remembering that it is ours to decide in every moment. Freedom equals responsibility. If we're truly free, then we are responsible for everything we think, everything we say, and everything we do. And that's true in the human paradigm. It's also true in the spiritual paradigm. And so, in the human paradigm and the spiritual, I am not free as long as my happiness depends upon what someone else does or doesn't do. No one outside ourselves can rule us in inwardly. When we know this, we become free. That was the Buddha that said that. Or Jiddu Krishnamurti says, here's my secret. I don't mind what happens. What happens is just what happens. Nothing to do with me. Nothing to do with the truth of who I am. It might have something to do with my body. You can chain my body, certainly it happens. You can chain me in poverty. You can chain me in an actual jail. You can chain me um, intellectually or in a religion that says this is how you have to fit. But only with my agreement, only with my agreement, what I hold on to holds on to me. What I hold on to holds on to me. That's the jailer and the jailed. So letting go is the final freedom, I believe. Letting go of all of the stuff. Not the stuff, not the people, not the relationships, not the ideas, but our attachment to those. Our idea that without this idea we would not be okay, without this person or relationship, without this much stuff, we will not be okay. We're letting go of our attachments to those things, not to those things. And y'all, this is like this is a big concept I'm trying to cover in one little 20 minute, 25 minute sermon. Um, it's it's too big to cover, but am I making sense to you? Yes. Your spiritual freedom will result in more physical freedom. 
when you're no longer jailing yourself, even if you're in a physical prison, you will find yourself with a feeling of freedom greater than when you were jailing yourself and walking out in the world. Nelson Mandela said that. Many people, um, Aung Sung Yi said that, he. That final freedom, that final freedom to let go of our dependence upon our ideas, our relationships, our stuff, which means our attachment to them. And that brings us full circle to this is Independence Day. Independence Day. And it doesn't mean I'm independent from you. I'm definitely interdependent with you all because we are one. But I am independent from all the stuff that I see in this world that I think controls my life. All the people's ideas of me, the approval that I seek, the disapproval that I run from, the fear that I won't be enough, have enough, give enough, see enough, experience enough. I am free when I let go of those things. Now let me be clear, I'm not declaring today that I am free because I am my own jailer. But every day, Every day, I try to let go of whatever that jailer is holding on to. Sometimes I'm very successful, sometimes not at all. Most days, somewhere in between. And that's okay, because we are spirit having a human experience. We are spirit. Whether you believe this life is real or not, it's what you're living through right now. It's what you're living in right now. And so, if we want freedom from all these things, we need to start about thinking about what is our freedom to do? Not freedom from chains, but freedom to what? Freedom to love. Freedom to give. Freedom to be exactly who we are in the face of what anyone else says. Freedom to express the truth of who we are, our oneness. And so don't fall for the lie of separation. It is all ours. Don't fall for the lie of lack. There is enough. And no one can take from you what is truly yours. So we go out from here and we express the truth of our independence from our own jails. Thank you.
you become aware of your breath entering and leaving your body, take a moment to give thanks. Spirit is breathing me. I am breathing spirit. We are one. There is no separation. Amen. Mm-hmm.